this feels like his ult, right? Like if you get caught in his ult, nine times out of ten, you're dead. And with this card, if he flips and attacks, nine times out of ten, you're dead. <laughs> and then the flavor on here is just like Hetch mentioned. Uh, from Mordecai himself, serve me, relinquish your pitiful souls. I will give them iron everlasting. I <laughs> am oblivion inevitable. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 143. I'm your host, Ryan, here with the other host, Ed. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Let's go ahead and just uh, breathe in all the joy in life, because we're going to talk about something really dark today. <laughs> and then breathe out and never breathe in again. <laughs> Hold it! Hold it! <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and do housekeeping up top before we get into the, the man him. I guess he's not really a man. The entity himself. <laughs> uh, housekeeping. You can listen to us everywhere. Email at us, us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. Follow us on all the platforms because that helps and we appreciate it. And then leave a like and a comment wherever you listen. But the easiest way is to tell a friend to avoid the shadow realm by listening to the <laughs> Casuals of Terror podcast. But you've activated my trap card, Yugi. <laughs> Relinquish! <laughs> I stand by that that is one of like, the peak 10 moments of my childhood was that episode. Because they left on a cliffhanger on a Saturday morning. And it's just like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> what do you mean it has zero, zero? What does that mean? <laughs> And yet, and yet, the generations before us are always like, "You guys are so impatient." And it's like you don't yeah. understand what we were forced to go through. And it was crazy because, like, unlike you know, you lucky generation these days, I didn't have anybody to talk to about Yu Gi Oh back then. I was a fucking outcast. Was a, I would get bullied if I there, even mentioned the show. There was no open your computer and hop onto a yeah. subreddit to talk with friends. It was like yeah. no. Most of us didn't even have a computer in our home at that point. We just had a bowl of cereal with our parents over our shoulders going, why don't you go outside more? <laughs> but we digress. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Mordekaiser. The topic of this episode is Heart of Hatred. And Hatch, start us off. Oh man! So like we got a lot of really fun cards uh, that came out with uh, the Mordekaiser release, uh, and as far as with those fun cards, we're going to talk about some of the ones that probably won't see too much play, but they're still very interesting. So for our spell, we got Soul Harvest. Uh, first and foremost, before we even talk about the spell, just look at the art. I think I'm going to grow out mutton chops again. Uh, it's calling to me. I think it's time. But <laughs> he's, at, but he's the one being harvested. <laughs> But look at his glorious chops. That's why he's being harvested. Because I want those chops too. I get it. Um, so Soul Harvest is a two-mana slow speed spell. And it has kill a follower with three or less power. Or spend three.
three mana to kill a champion with three or less power. Uh, and this is a really good defensive tool to have that as far as for uh, control decks against aggro lists. Like this is something that can really shut down uh, some champions like Evelyn, Neela, or Lucian, like the guys that really want to go fast. Um, and so three mana guaranteed kill is pretty good. The slow speed kind of sucks, but it's a fair way to balance it. And Riot has constantly shown that they don't want kill spell kill spells to be like something that you can't interact with. So I think it's overall fair. Um, but we also have like the flavor text on this, which is it is but a whisper upon the air, barely heard, but sorely felt that trades one life for another. And that's going to really be something that we hammer home with this episode is the exchanging of lives here. Um, so, you know, spoilers, if you don't know a lot about Mordekaiser, but he he's going to be taking a lot of lives. <laughs> <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> for a long time. Goodness, for a long time. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and jump over to our follower. Uh, and that's going to be Lord Mallet. Uh, and Lord Mallet is the bane of my existence. God, I hate this card. Uh, it is a four mana, five, two with Deathless. Um, and the Deathless is one of the new keywords that was launched as far as with Mordekaiser. Uh, and with Deathless, when it dies, you remove Deathless from the card and revive it stunned with one health. So if this if you were to kill this five two, which of course it's a five two, like you're not like if you're tanking five to the face, you're already in trouble. Yeah. But um, so of course you're gonna kill it. But once you kill it, it comes back. Uh, God, I, this card drives me insane. Uh, all all of you LeBlanc players out there, I dislike you greatly. Just know that. Just know I don't like you. Um, but the flavor text on it. Uh, it took centuries of planning to seal away that dreadful warmonger. And your pathetic friends intend to defeat him with joy? You <laughs> foolish girl. You will do nothing but incur the revenant's wrath. And in doing so, risk us all. Um, so the dreadful warmonger here is going to be uh, Mordekaiser. And a, as far as with joy, uh, what girl is trying to fight things through the power of joy? Uh, we'll wait about two seconds for you to pause, rack your brain. Okay, it's up. Yeah, so Neela. Neela is gunning for Mordekaiser too, which really tracks. Like, if you listen to the Neela episode, it is not a surprise that she's going to hear about some being of death that no one could kill and be like, oh, I could kill him. Yeah. Remember, mm -hmm. she was obsessed, not only obsessed with these types of beings before the whole transition uh, into whatever she is now, but also her connection to Ashlesh, who's also part of some demon or dark realm. Is it different from this? Since when we talk about Mordekaiser, you'll understand it more to be a limbo-esque type space. Who knows? Uh, but it is in her wheelhouse. Mordekaiser is in her wheelhouse. Yeah, and that that just kind of is reinforced by the fact of how little we know about what happened to the girl who was before Neela and before she met Ashlesh, and how little we know about Ashlesh and that realm, uh, basically the realm of the dead. Like, we, how yeah. little we know. Like, is it the same? It could very well be a very different realm. 
It could very well be the same realm. Who knows? But we do know that Neela wants to fight somebody that's going to leave a story behind. And what better story than one that's been around for millennia? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Mordekaiser, let's talk about him. A long time ago, there was a fierce warlord rampaging across the northern wildlands known as Sean Uzol. And he lived a life of blood and death, knowing his dark faith would reward him in the afterlife. Then he died. And there was nothing. Just a gray void. And this angered him. Since his faith guaranteed there was more than this. And that's, you know, where we start is, oh no, you got the bad end of a deal. And it was a very dark deal. But he's not one to be played with because the amount of death he caused was so much more different than anyone else practicing that faith, quote unquote. Yes. And as far as like with the deal that he made, um, like uh, the deal was essentially a faith in a religion uh, and the faith that he was following was one that is much more akin to a lot of like what the Christians would refer to as pagan religions where Mm -hmm. it is paying prices in blood. But if you pay enough blood, then you will sit by the God's side at these uh, throne of skulls. Yeah. Uh, which, man, is that like a Warhammer feel or not? Uh, shout out to the corn followers. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> we need more milk for the cornflakes. But uh, I just, I do like that. It's like, you know, he gets there. It turns out that the religion was wrong. And then it's just what... <laughs> And what is his immediate response? He's just anger. He just sustains himself with anger. And that is hysterical to you me. You hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so this rage actually has a Kratos effect. And it's he's so angry that it keeps his soul together, refusing to dissipate and become part of the fugue state, right? And then he begins to hear this fate whispering in a language at this point known as Uknun. And it's crossing the spiritual threshold, but it's coming from the mortal realm. So Sean Uzal comes up with a great plan, a devious plan, and he begins to whisper back. Uh, And... All you really need to know about this plan, because at this point in the story, we don't know a lot about the plan, but uh, he is currently surrounded by lost souls. Like every now and then he does see other like dead people, Mm -hmm. like other souls like him, but they are, they're shells of their former selves. Like they, their humanity, their personality is gone. And his is only together because of how pissed he is. (laughs) So whatever plan he's coming up with, is only fueled by anger that only good things can come from this. (laughs) Exactly. And it's, um, if you remember our runation, all of it, all the stuff we said about, (laughs) go listen to our, all our rune King, uh, stuff. Go listen to the book club stuff. If you're brave, uh, when the souls, when the runation happened, the main one, um, when it happened, a lot of the characteristics, of the main characters were wiped away and it honed in on one specific thing and that became their whole being. For him, that's not the case, which makes you understand the level of how fearful or how dangerous this makes his soul. Uh, And now we're gonna talk about how dangerous it is when you bring it back. So soon, 
he was summoned back by dark sorcerers and soulbound to a massive old armor, right? Uh, shout out to my full metal fans out there. Yeah. And these dark sorcerers had a plan to use him just as a weapon of war. He was supposed to be a nuke. We've seen this happen in Icathia. Go listen to those episodes. Uh, but he had other plans. He slaughtered all of them. <laughs> and then he yelled his new spirit name because that's what you do when you're a Pokemon. <laughs> uh, and this is now the Mordekaiser we now know. Um, and now he starts his second conquest in the mortal realm. So he's back. Oh. Uh, we've made the Judas joke. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, hey, he's back. It's like, who? Who? <laughs> I, I'm still laughing because, uh, you know, you just had to say this. Like, you shout your name because that's what you do when you're a Pokemon. And, uh, I'm just waiting for somebody to make a Power World mod now. Or at the very least, just like some kind of like necromancy thing of like trying to bring your pals back, but like there's a chance that it's just like a Mordekaiser appears and just slaughters you. (laughs) But yeah, it's at what point do sorcerers stop? Because time wise, this is before like the Vladimir Blood Mage shenanigans. So I guess. They didn't really have an example to look to and be like, hey, let's not do this. Yeah. Right. And uh, <laughs> on that and on that note, because like since we haven't really talked about like how far back in the past we are yeah. yet. Um, so this is this is a point in time like before the nations of Runeterra, like the present day nations, yeah. like before their histories have even been written yet. Yeah. Like this is how far back we are. So, yeah, it, it's before even Vlad, who we know Vladimir was there at like the very beginning of the Noxus birth. Right. Yeah. But th- we're before that, too. Like this is super old history. And these guys decided to play around with necromancy because that's what you do when there's like lack of entertainment. So you figure out how to raise a dead because you're bored like. yeah i mean listen even <laughs> it, it, this this continent in itself because we're now in the northern part of terra <laughs> they have a problem with summoning things because even bola bear which we just talked about is like stop bringing these dudes back <laughs> <laughs> it's not working out <laughs> <laughs> and and we know the Val the the Voldemir, or or Volibear, the yeah. Val here like he he's totally down to like to throw hands right yeah. like he he's yes let the blood flow let nature take over and this is the way of nature and if he's going stop bringing these guys back <laughs> you know it's bad like he doesn't even want to fight him it's just like stop it just stop <laughs> so now that we're on the second run right. For generations, at this point forward, Mordekaiser just carries out another <laughs> slaughter campaign. And he raised the immortal bastion that we now know at the center of his empire. And he started to look for all the secrets uh, forbidden and not of knowledge of realms beyond. Because remember, his soul was intact. So when he got rebounded, he kept all that information of its existence and that experience. That puts him in a different playing field than most current mortals, right? Uh, no matter what magical prowess they have. Uh, shout out to you, Zillion. So <laughs> <clears throat> now we're left with, okay, how do we solve this problem? Yes. Uh, and uh, like with that, like it's also like a very difficult problem to solve because the he's returning to a world that is essentially still following in the same beliefs yeah. that he had when he was mortal. And the only reason that he's shaking things up is not uh, 
it's not because of like the mortal ideas of advancement. It's because he saw the other side. Yeah. He's, he has seen the other side. He has become attuned with the magics that all of these majors are trying to reach out to because he was essentially that magic and was able to withhold himself and his soul within it. So that's a really tough egg to crack. Like what, how do you approach that? And Luckily, the humans, as far as even in the real world, as well as a lot of fantasy worlds, they have one thing that they can use above all kinds of foes that they run into. That's sheer numbers. Yeah. There's a lot of humans, (laughs) and humans like to reproduce. So there will always be a lot of humans. Yeah. So his reign does come to an end, and this is by the hands of an alliance formed by, at this point, Noxai tribes, um, along with some of his inner circle that betray him, and they're able to sever the soul binding uh, on his armor and seal him away, uh, and seal away the iron shell, right? So he can't access it himself, and that plunges him back into the spirit world. But once again, he's had plenty of time to plan for this because he's been through this before, unfortunately. Uh, like this is this is one of the reasons that like I personally was just so excited to get to a point where we could talk about Mordekaiser. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I know the longtime listeners have probably caught me bringing up Mordekaiser in a couple of their Noxus episodes mm-hmm. because it's like this that is like the birth of Noxus was trying to figure out how to deal with Mordekaiser. And one of the reasons he's so cool is because he's such a good villain. Like, he comes back from the dead to terrorize everyone again. They finally cast him out, and the first thing you read when he gets casted out is like, yeah, he planned on it. (laughs) He was ready. And that's what makes a villain so good. It's just like when when it feels like they're constantly three steps ahead of you. And Mordekaiser has been about 15 steps ahead of these guys. Yeah, and this is the type of scene you end a season with, right? Like a season one or season two, uh, depending on the pacing, is that (laughs) the once empty spirit realm that he's now in is contained and filled with the souls of those he killed during his second conquest, which were a lot. And they're immediately chained to him. And now he's going to use them to build an afterworld. He's building like it's it's like he's building a house. <laughs> he's just playing Minecraft. Like, yeah, he's playing but, Minecraft while everyone, I mean, it's like three-dimensional chess yeah. joke, right? But yeah. in hell. <laughs> like for me, it's not even like the three-dimensional chess joke. It's like everyone else is just trying to survive while yeah. this guy is playing Minecraft, except with literal human souls. Yeah. Um, uh, but I also <clears throat> love this because it's a uh, um, like as far as like with stories that like go off of like the religious angle, yeah. like you basically have like two paths to take, uh, which you could either take the path of the religion's origins are born from this guy. Like his faith was so strong that he solidified yeah. the religion as being accurate uh, where Mordekaiser went down the other path, which is the religion is wrong. And I will now create something in its place. Uh, so it was because like it very well could have been where like they took the angle where like Mordekaiser ends up creating like the the skull throne yeah. for him. And he takes the seat there as the god that's being worshipped by the mortals. Yeah. But no, he's not going to do that because he's pissed. It, like that was 
That was my birthright. That was what I was supposed to get. And they it's not true. Yeah. You gotta be kidding. That's it. That's everyone's gonna pay the price <laughs> for me to build an afterlife <laughs> worthy of me. Like and it's just such a twisted line, but it also fits perfectly to his story. Yeah. And then this jumps us back to the modern age that we know, which is centuries later. And in the mortal realm, we have this new empire built around the immortal bastion known as Noxus. And people start to whisper about Mordekaiser. It becomes a lore thing for them, right? But they pray that not only if it's real, right, if, if this whole thing actually happened, they hope that he never returns because no one knows anymore how to stop him. Right. Although he was stopped twice, so much time has passed, so much destruction has happened. And you see this, we talk about this when there's a lot of imperialism going on, where records are destroyed and important pieces uh, and artifacts are hidden or stolen or hoarded. And, you know, that's leading up to a point for him to have a third return. And that return is a return that will never be stopped because. Yes. They, they have less information than they had in the past. They have less resources than they had in the past. And he's at the strongest he's ever been. Yeah. I, I think a good example to, like, really set into, uh, like, everyone's mind, like, just how terrifying Mordecai's return would be for Runeterra um, is a very real-world example. 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, the Roman Empire was starting its fledgling building, mm -hmm. right? And then, like, would grow to become one of the most famous empires the world has ever known. Even to this day, it's one of the largest empires uh, that was ever created. Yeah. Um, and it is only now, only now are we finally getting to a point where we are able to uncover some of the secrets of how the Romans used concrete. Yeah. Because if you think about it, bridges and roads at best have about a 50 year lifespan where you can go over to Italy right now and mm -hmm. see what the Romans have built and they're still standing. They're, they're still functioning and it's because of the way that they use concrete. And that was lost to us for 2000 years. Yeah. That was, and that's just concrete. Like that's, that's just concrete. You, you can go outside and walk on that right now, but we lost like a better way to make it 2000 years ago because records were lost. Yeah. That's what the Runeterrans are facing with Mordekaiser <laughs> if he comes back, except it's not just going to be like, Oh, our roads suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, the stakes are higher. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, and that's why these guys pray that he never comes back. <laughs> yeah. And that's where our story leaves off, uh, which is a good place to jump over into the card. So, Mordecai is in the game now, and he's obviously associated with both Noxus and Shadow Isles. And I love the that. card is interesting. He's a seven cost, five eight, so don't be seal of approval. Uh, yes, sir. With Challenger, <laughs> he has on play uh, kill up to two allies. When you slay another ally, revive it. Based on our, just our story, there's your flavor. There's your flavor. Um, and I also love, like, my favorite part of this card is the voice lines because of, like, nine times out of ten, once you sacrifice something, if Mordekaiser's on the board, when it comes back, he's just shouting at the top of his lungs, yeah. I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> <laughs> and it cracks me up every day. Even when I'm getting destroyed by the Lola Bonk players, yeah. it cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know what? 
on our pipe uh, on our spectrum scale that we mentioned before, <laughs> Mila, not Warhammer. Mordekaiser, very Warhammer. <laughs> very Warhammer. <laughs> Disturbingly Warhammer. Like, because I mean, come on, he built an entire he's built an entire citadel in the uh, like in the limbo world. Yeah. Out of human souls. If that's not the Eldari, <laughs> I don't know what is. <laughs> So uh, his level up is 15 plus allies have died, allies with five plus power count twice. Um, so that's a way to kind of cheat your count there. Mm-hmm. And then we have the flavor on the first side, which is bound to his armor, kept in the heart of the immortal bastion. Mordekaiser has forged a throne of his own making in the Grey Realm. God, that's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> For everyone who would seek to destroy him, there are more who will serve him in both life and death. <laughs> uh, whether whether you can say that that servitude is a bit of a malaise because like, what choice do I have? I might as well secure my place in hell. <laughs> it's like, like, like uh, you've got again, the guys, very you've got the, it's like, you've got the guys who are trying to re- like secure their place in hell. Yeah. Uh, but then you also have the guys that are basically living through the game of Thrones. Winter is coming scenario, which yeah. is like just trying to fight for survival in your life. And then you turn around and then all the brothers and sisters that were, you were fighting alongside with that fell in battle, just get sucked up by Mordekaiser and join his ranks against their will. So it's like, well, shit, it's army got bigger. <laughs> 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 and then on his flip side, he gets the plus one, plus one that we're, we're used to. And he gets the addition of on attack for the rest of the game. When you slay a unit, drain one from the enemy nexus. I love this so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, he's, I, he's definitely a, hey, you're going to win the game type card. Yeah. And it also, like, you know, it's something that we bring up all the time. This is like a great way of trans translating his abilities in League of Legends to Runeterra. Uh, because like this feels like his ult, right? Like if you get caught in his ult, nine times out of ten, you're dead. And with this card, if he flips and attacks, nine times out of ten, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then the flavor on here is just like Hetch mentioned. Uh, from Mordekaiser himself. Serve me, relinquish your pitiful souls. I will give them iron everlasting. I am oblivion inevitable. I wasn't ready. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's foolish. He's fun. He's Warhammer. We love him. There he is. Yeah, and we, I, I personally have been just so excited to get to the Mordekaiser because I mean, this is the foundation of which the Noxus Empire was built upon. It was built upon getting rid of Mordekaiser. Like, it's not even like, oh, because of his power, we have become this strong empire that yeah. will now conquer Runeterra. No, it wasn't because of his power. It was because he was so scary, they had to do something. And they banded together and got rid of one of the most terrifying threats in all of Runeterra. Yeah. And by getting rid of him, they didn't even really do the job completely. Like, it's just like, well, he's... He's gone, and hopefully it's for good. What do you mean? What do you mean? Hopefully, let's just let's let's just not talk about it, okay? Like let's 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 go let's go conquer the rest of Runeterra. But what about Mordecai? Let's just conquer the rest of Runeterra. 
So now we get into the part. So this is where the, it's done. The episode's done. Uh, this is the extra time a portion where we just get into some shenanigans. And yeah. one thing I wanted to bring up was Mordekaiser's history and his influence on the population of Noxus. So we've talked about in the past, specifically like with Neela and the warnings of, you know, Viego and what he would do to the magic of Runeterra just by his existence and how he would distort that and the balance and et cetera, et cetera. And Hetch brought up a great point of the immortal Bastion being at the center of Noxus. And when you have influences like that, the Triferix, um, the uh, Black Rose, and all of these very dark, twisted, old things, it really puts into perspective what the limit, the ceiling is on potential of just the average Noxus citizen. Right, because these are very powerful and magical influences that almost are blight. They 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 have the same effect of being blight on the land. So is it a doom nation through in like throughout? Like you can't really Ooh. how do you escape that without introducing some form of quote unquote light? Yeah. Uh that's a really good question because like it I mean, look look at the light that has been introduced to Noxus because the yeah. light that was introduced to Noxus was immediately snuffed out. Uh, like, and I'm talking about characters like your Annie uh, and um, uh, crap. Now I'm blanking on her name, uh, Samira. Like, yeah. you know, like they, especially Samira, right? Like, that's a character that is like going into the Noxus. Uh, into the world of Noxus as a yeah. refugee, just trying to do the best for her family, can't afford to feed her injured parents and herself, and ends up joining with the military ranks, and turns out she's really good at it, and she falls in love with that. Like, that is the closest we get to light in that story, right? Yeah. As far as, like, the Noxus realm. So it's one of those things of, like, I think the better question is how do you redeem it without adding light instead of that question the better question is is it possible to redeem it like it because it, it, it could very well be a thing where it's like now it's just too dark to actually fix like everything that it touches just kind of ends up getting consumed but like that's also one of the things that makes like the world of runeterra very great because yeah. a lot of the nations a lot of the nations that are battling against uh the noxus empire as far as just trying to keep noxus to themselves uh, because you know down with the colonizers i'm totally with that yeah, with yeah. that movement but a lot of those nations the ones that are holding their own the best ended up like adapting a bit of darkness to do so like you have the demosians that have just like well piss on magic bro like if you <laughs> if you have any kind of magic we gonna kill you uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Freljordians who are now banding together as far as like uh, they're banding together to try to survive the Freljord, yeah. but also like the Noxus invasions. But in their banding together, they are becoming a much more warlike people. And we're seeing raiding and pillaging coming back into yeah. their society, which had been gone for a long time. Um, and then even the Ionians. Like, oh, well, to survive and keep Ionia the way that we need it to be, we got to use violence. 
Yeah. Like that was an entirely peaceful people that does like that was like living alongside spirits that then was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> well, that's it. We're going to kill you. And they did. So like, and in doing so disrupted the spiritual balance. Like it might just be a thing where it's too late. And like, this is the room terror version of climate change. And we just got to see what it looks like. We just got to see what it looks like when it's over, because uh, like it, it looks like the damage is done. <laughs> yeah, it's so I think riots definitely setting up because Viego's been the big bad. Um, we've gone through all the stories. Uh, I it wouldn't be a spoiler to say the situations to be dealt with. Runeterra has survived, um, but there's been consequences. But it feels like Riot is setting up this, like Mordekaiser, to be the next threat, um, which makes sense thematically. And when you look at things like Arcan and you, if you look down the road, the way I kind of see it as far as how you introduce light, because it has failed, right? The, I mean, the Sentinels of Light did their job. They disbanded. What are they up to, right? The next step for me in my mind, just based on geography, based on where we're at historically, is that if Mordekaiser returns, there will have to be some progress between Janna's influence on Piltover Zahn. There would need to be some crossover with Zahnites and the Sentinels of Light becoming more of a prominent um, organization. And then they would have to push West, right? To challenge what would ultimately destroy Noxus as we know it uh, on Mordekaiser's return. The Ionians being isolationists at this point, <laughs> who knows how that yeah. plays into it. But that's kind of geography-wise that would make the most sense thematically if we were to work towards that story beat. What do you think about that? Um, like I, I think that like thematically that does fit better. Um, I just like the thing that you know I'm I'm a greedy person. I like to see yeah. things that are new. So it would like for me that logically makes sense i just don't want to see it because we just had the sentinels of light be the stars yeah if that makes sense um so i i look in a different direction um which is to see like two nations banding together and having a much larger conflict instead mm -hmm. of it being like a tag team of champions banding together mm -hmm. have it being two nations led by a tag team of nation of champions that like push into against Noxus, which would also kind of play into the Noxus theme of, you know, like they just building armies and pushing out and expanding. Yeah. And so for me, I would want to see something along the lines of like, kind of like a, a coalition between Freljord and Demacia. Mm -hmm. And then they push East into the Noxus realms to try to deal with the threat. Uh, and then like, that could be, that could be where you see like Garen and Ash leading the people, but yeah. then like, because of the level of the threat, a possible return of Kale. So yeah. like that, that, that's something that I would like to see, but I think mm -hmm. thematically speaking, the, it makes more sense to have it be the Sentinels because like, it, it's literally, it's literally a dead being bound to iron. Like that is yeah. like Lucian, Lucian and Senna are probably like off to the side with like posters of Mordekaiser. Like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh I can't wait to get you, you son of a bitch. On the Google calendar. 
Yeah, so like I I, I like your line better. Yeah. It's just that it's just, I want to be greedy. I want to be greedy and see something different. <laughs> and you can have I think because Mordekaiser, once you hit that button, riot, it would have to be a hard reset. Not a hard reset, but a reset on the main players and everything because the destruction because essentially i'm saying it can be all of it right it can be both yours along with mine because you would need it you would essentially mm -hmm. have a because what, what we're what we're reintroducing is another icathian situation and yes. the result of that would probably play out better because icathia did happen and we have that history so they would handle it a lot better and not leave a big barren desert but there would be another hole in Runeterra, and you would have to start to involve characters like Zillion and Rise and things to minimize the damage, but ultimately we will have a reset on the region yeah. and it will do and, damage. And that's when you get not your League of Legends 2, but your push forward into like the next generation. Yeah, I, I agree because like even if like you don't think that it's going to be like, you know, a big reset, like at the yeah. very least you gotta the, kill Garen. The, <laughs> at the very <laughs> Garen or Ash has to die. But um and, and see I think I think that like Garen or Ash would have to die and Swain would have to die. Um yes. but the yeah. uh but like you know that joke aside, I think that like even if it's not gonna be like a full on reset, at the very least the map's gonna look different. Like yep. there there's no yep. way that Noxus is Noxus can't be the same power that no. it is now once they're able to deal with the Mordekaiser threat. But I do agree that that's got to be the next threat. Um not only because of like where Noxus is positioned and how the Viego and the Sentinels of Light played out. Yeah. But also because of like who is getting involved here because all of a sudden Neela's got her eyes on it too. Yeah. Um and that's terrifying because Neela is not looking with human eyes. Um, she's looking with really terrifying smiling eyes. Uh, <laughs> I, and we don't know what's behind them. So if she's looking over there, something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and she's and we already saw as far as like the return of Volibear. So if she if she's got eyes on something and she could bring back a literal demigod. There's chances are Mordekaiser's coming back. We got to figure it out. Yeah, right. and I can't wait space, to see what it yeah. looks like. There's plenty of story space there, which, as we've known, any good writers will be able to, you know, form that into something beautiful. And ultimately, who knows? They may be waiting for the MMO because you wouldn't want to do this before the MMO drops. This is the type of approach or steps you take post like third season arcane mmo is out you're looking to expand things because this is going to give you story creep which means that okay like you know gurren lagan shout out every time you have a major threat Ooh. you have to step to the next level we know what the next level is you start to go into the aspect space you start to use mordekaiser to get you into the ethereal and the threats being at that level right so we know what that looks like we're obviously interested to see how they get there because we just talked for eight more minutes about this. Yes. <laughs> and this is off and the dome. There's no notes here. This is just oh, yeah. we, two, we, yeah, two historians. This, 
This is like this is us having fun here, and like you bringing up the MMO. Like, could you imagine like yeah. the kind of MMO event that you would have of like Mordekaiser's coming back, and it's just like it doesn't matter where you started your character out on the map. There's somebody with a quest marker above their head of like Mordekaiser's coming back. <laughs> Old dirty man in Bilgewater who recently just peed himself. He's like, listen to me, please believe me, please. There's a there's a hovering ghost all the way in Shadow Isles. <laughs> it's just like Sana's eye is coming back. <laughs> Join the ranks, brother. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> if you stuck around with the extra bit here, you know, thanks for listening. We enjoy when you guys enjoy yeah. us just rambling. Uh, but as always, we'll be back soon with the next episode, just like Mordekaiser. We'll always be back. Oh, then we will be back. Whisper my name <laughs> on the winds <laughs> and take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>